Sawadikap, and welcome to the mouth of the Mekong. Those are my friends who live about a mile up the road. It's Thursday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day. My name is Michael, and I am the mouth, a longtime senior Asia correspondent for NPR, now recovering. And I live on the Mekong in the Golden Triangle, where Laos, Myanmar, and Thailand meet. It's been a while since we did this, so let's get to it. First, across the river to Myanmar, where Parliament this week chose a new president. Tin Chaw is the country's first democratically elected leader in more than half a century after the National League for Democracy thumped the military-backed party in November's general election. He's a close confidant of Aung San Suu Kyi, who of course can't become president because of the 2008 military-drafted constitution that bars her from the post. Suu Kyi says no matter, she'll still run things, but we'll see. The military might have other ideas. The first vice president is a former general said to be close to former Supreme Leader Tan Shui. And the military still controls a quarter of the seats in Parliament, by law, veto power. And it still controls some of the most sensitive ministries, too. Defense, the cops, etc. Myanmar may be chugging along in the right direction, but it's still an uphill struggle. The boys in green aren't going away anytime soon. But the good news is some of the child soldiers they pressed into service are. Myanmar's military this week said it's releasing nearly 50 child soldiers. That makes more than 700 since 2012, and that's a good thing, right? Mm, yes, but. Raylan? Every longtime fugitive I've ever run down expects me to congratulate them for not doing what no one's supposed to be doing anyhow. Exactly. It being a war crime and all. And why string people along, a release of a few dozen every few months, instead of releasing them all at the same time? How much longer do we have to wait? How much longer do the children have to wait until they're all released? And it's not just Myanmar's military. Some of the ethnic militias fighting the government are still actively recruiting, sorry, enslaving children, to fill the ranks of their ragtag armies, and they've been getting a pass. Myanmar, still very much a work in progress. Back here across the river in Thailand, the boys in green are settling in. Almost two years after seizing power, they're getting awfully comfortable in the driver's seat, even though the bus is careening off a cliff. The economy is in the tank. Foreign investment is drying up. And so are Thailand's reservoirs and its farmland, the country experiencing one of the worst droughts in decades, just in time for the water festival of Songkran. How cruel is that? The military still insists it's going to return the country to democratic rule, but nobody's buying anymore, including many of those who supported the coup. This week, the military made it clear it wants to rig the new constitution to ensure that the upper house in any new government will be made up of appointed, not elected, representatives who will have oversight over any elected government that strays from the narrow path. And guess who's going to do the appointing, self-appointing? The good people with guns, of course. Prime Minister Prayut's way of achieving his declared goal of returning happiness to the Thai people. In every life we have some trouble But when you worry you make it double Don't worry Be happy the boys in Beijing got away with one this week at the downstream neighbor's expense. A foreign ministry spokesperson said China would release water from the Jinghong Dam on the Mekong in order to alleviate the drought that's affecting parts of several countries downstream, especially Vietnam. A magnanimous gesture, right? And one welcomed by Vietnam that got a lot of ink. But the truth is, China releases water from the Jinghong Dam all the time. Go to the Chinese port of Guanlei on the Mekong, and there are schedules posted of monthly dam releases, schedules that help the Chinese cargo boat captains plan their trips accordingly. 
Nice spin by the Chinese, but trust me, it's just that. I've got a front row seat here at Mouth of the Mekong World News Headquarters, and I'm looking at the river right now, still about a quart short, I reckon, but there have been more cargo boats the past couple of days. And a couple of quick notes. Cambodia this week jailed a 24-year-old student for 18 months for a Facebook post calling for regime change. And a new Chulalongkorn University study shows that nearly half the monks here in Thailand are obese, some alarmingly so, and might need to rethink their diets to avoid serious health problems in the future. So the next time you see them coming down the street with their bowls out, you might want to help them out a little and go easy on the offering. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Any comments, criticism, or cash, go to mouthofthemekong.com and have at it. Or leave a comment on our Facebook page. Talk to you, with you, at you again next week. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha